0: You all know that when we're not thrifting and buying secondhand, we are looking for the best deal possible. That's why Shannon and I both use Rakuten. Rakuten allows us to earn cash back on purchases that we're planning on making online anyway. So for example, I booked our family vacation through a popular travel website and I activated my Rakuten cash back while I was booking and I earned $65 in cash, just like that, just for using the cash back. All you have to do is sign up with Rakuten, select the store that you plan on shopping at and activate the the cash back and they'll let you know when the cash back hits your account. They'll send you a check or deposit it into your PayPal account. If you plan on doing online shopping, you definitely want to use our affiliate link to earn $30. As soon as you spend $30 on one of your favorite websites, Rakuten will send you $30 in cash. Head to dinasdays.com or check the show notes in today's episode to use our link and start earning cash back on your online purchases. Hey, thrifters, we're stopping by in between podcast seasons to share a very special bonus episode with you this month. In this episode of Thanks is Thrifted Podcast, we sit down with the team at MCC Connections Thrift Shop in Wayne County, Ohio. So join us as we chat with Michael Omsitz,
1: director of MCC Connections.
2: Jill detweiler Breckbill, retail coordinator at MCC Connections.
3: And Cindy Bargerstock, volunteer coordinator at MCC Connections.
0: From counting puzzles to serving as a vital community center, join us as we learn more about how MCC Connections Thrift is more than just shopping. Keep listening for a new episode of Thanks It's Thrifted with Dina and Shannon.
4: Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be back, and we're here with MCC, and Michael, I would love to know the history of the mission of this thrift shop.
1: Yes, thanks for having us on. MCC Connections started in 2001. It was a brainstorm from the community that uh, they wanted to have some sort of a thrift program here to uh, support lower income needs, uh, but also to support Mennonite Central Committee and have funds there's an MCC thrift network across the United States, and they began to be part of that, too. That's how it began, and uh, it's grown. We've added building space throughout the years.
4: And your mission?
1: The mission is to support Mennonite Central Committee. They are uh, a global organization. Uh, that they work in about 45 different countries. Ninety percent of our net proceeds support Mennonite Central Committee in the last five to ten years, we've been able to send about $500,000 wow. um, a year to And that's MCC. the
4: whole committee or just this location?
1: Just this location.
0: Wow. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about the community work that you're doing that you're affiliated with for, for somebody who doesn't know anything about MCC Connections? Um,
1: MCC Connections, we support Mennonite Central Committee, but we're our own entity. Uh, so we also support local projects in the community. We support about 40 different agencies that are in the community that have similar missions to Midnight Central Committee. MCC does work in relief development and peace work around the globe. So if a country has refugees or if they're in the midst of war, MCC will send some relief kits or blankets or supplies Can meet to them as well. And so they work with partners in those countries to try to get supplies to the the people that are in need. They also work with development. It could be business development. One of the things that they work with in Central America is trying to help families grow businesses. Because if one of the reasons they're leaving home is because they don't have work, they try to help develop that sort of thing so that they can work at home. Uh, rather than leaving um, leaving their home.
0: You said you support a lot of local organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some that come to mind?
1: So here in Wayne County, most of our focus is Wayne County. Uh, so people-to-people ministries in Worcester, they support various needs, low-income needs in Worcester. We just gave to Legacy Project of Stark County uh, this past month. They do a mentoring program in the school systems. Downton Schools, they have what's called an eye care program for And it's like I, the letter I, care. They also help lower-income families in meeting some needs in the school system itself. So those are just kind of three Mm -hmm. examples. Um,
0: Yeah. And the proceeds from the thrift shop support mm -hmm. all of this work that you're doing.
1: Yeah. So 90% of what we do goes to MCC, and then 10% stays local.
0: So I was lucky enough to be
4: here in March to volunteer, and it was so much fun. Something that Joanna told me, and I wondered... If you could confirm, she said that you didn't have to pay for this building at all, that the community came together and built it for you. Is that correct? And could you tell me more about that?
1: So a lot of people in the community support Mennonite Central Committee. And so when they said, hey, we want to build a building, and they had a great fundraising committee, and they just pulled together to... To get the resources um wow. so yeah so we didn't have so one of the reasons that we're so successful with that is that like we don't have any loans we don't have anything that are like everything gets to go to the uh, agencies we support mm-hmm. just another thing like in ohio uh we have eight different mcc thrift shops so there's one in hartville and one in millersburg but then Archbold, uh columbus west liberty like so we all work together to support Mennonite Central Committee as well. And each of those shops also support local mm-hmm. places as well. So, And across the U.S., there's about 45 different uh, MCC Thrift Network we'll
0: shops. We'll definitely link that in the... In Canada. Yeah. Canada. And Canada Oh, we have lots of Canadian listeners Yeah, yeah. yeah. then there's another
3: about 110 total
0: yeah. Oh, thank oh, yeah. you for sharing yeah. that we been to the Hartville one okay. The big, big yeah. one a long time ago Yeah, yeah I don't remember okay. it that well mm-hmm. That's good to know about Canada We do have a lot of Canadian listeners So yeah. we'd love to hear about their mm-hmm. experience So, Shannon, tell them about how we even got here Because of your volunteering
4: Oh, yeah Joanna Bowman is is obviously a volunteer. I worked at Community Services for the Deaf. She was my boss for, I think we worked together for close to 15 years. So we still keep in touch with each other and we try to get together and she's like, Uh, I'm volunteering on the time that I was available and I was like how about I just come with you and she's like oh my gosh are you serious so it was such a fun thing because you know when you get together with people when you catch up you always just like go out to eat and then whatever so it was a really fun thing to do and I'm like being back here right now I'm like oh I wish this place was closer because it takes like an hour to get here from where we are cuz oh I swear I'd be here every week. It's just yeah. the like the feeling you get when you come in here and everybody's working together and I don't know it just gives like I'm just like can I make one of these places? Like it's just so fun, it's so cool and I realize like it's not easy. But one of the things I noticed was that everybody's a volunteer. How many people do you have that actually are on the payroll?
3: Right now we have currently four on staff. Okay. Three of us are full-time, one part-time. Mm-hmm. And then we have approximately 300 volunteers. Wow. Wow.
4: And I think something that I noticed is that a lot of people that are here look as though maybe they were, are retired and it gives somebody purpose. And so like the gentleman we met up in the front that's been coming here 20 years, you're like, of course he is. Like it gives him something to do every day, something to look forward to, come and see friends. And, and then you're giving back. So then it's like even more, you know, good feeling. Do you have mostly retired people?
3: Yes, we okay. do. Okay. And that's the the, just the really cool thing about having an, having this available for the community mm-hmm. is that not only are we helping worldwide but there's so many needs right here and those that volunteer come for different reasons mm-hmm. and um, it's a community we're family here mm-hmm. and so they feel that very strongly and um, we just provide an area for them to feel like they are contributing because they really are back mm-hmm. to the world in their their little part of this mm-hmm. world right? right
4: and the biggest question I have is do volunteers get a discount? Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's shaking her head no. <laughs> uh,
3: that'd be it, that'd be. It. We really try to be fair all the way across, but we try to find other ways to show our appreciation because yeah. we really do appreciate them, and we do fun things with them. Oh, that's good. That's great. Yeah.
2: And it's not like the prices aren't fantastic oh, in know, the first place. I know. She's <laughs> always
0: trying to hustle. So the day Shannon volunteered, she and I had lunch, and she's like, listen, I want to tell you about this experience I had this morning, and she's like, you have to see it for yourself, and I'm so glad that we were able to see it today, and I really appreciate the time you took to give us the tour, because it's like nothing I've ever seen. So we do a lot of interviews with thrift stores and collaborations across Northeast Ohio, and we've seen a lot of back rooms for a lot of thrift stores, and this is truly like Almost like we've stepped back in time in a way, you've embodied the idea and definition of sustainability in every possible way. For example, you have an area where you are taking denim scraps or denim that can't be sold and turning them into rugs on site. You're not even outsourcing this. Volunteers are making these on site or wool that that can't be salvaged is turned into rugs on site. Tell us a little bit about how this all came to be and how you all come together to make it happen.
1: I would say a big part of it is the people that founded it, uh, Bill and the Wrestler, Ressler, and, and the rest of the committee, I think, at least within the Mennonite ethos, being frugal, sustainability is built within it. And so they were like, hey, what can we do with all this stuff? They probably started with the quilts and comforters right away like i'm guessing that was a part of what happened fairly early on i think somebody in the community or some somebody said hey why don't we start doing the rugs too because um, they've also done at one point they tried to make uh jean purses uh they did that for a while i'd forget if they did something with ties too but it kind of comes and goes with whoever is a part of it volunteers uh that have that see that as being a purpose and mission and some of those things have stuck yeah Yeah.
0: you all will do a better job of kind of running down the list of some of the things that we saw on the tour that you're doing that a lot of thrift stores aren't so i mentioned the repurposing of denim and wool into rugs and then you're creating quilts from scratch basically from donated fabric and what else did we did, did you show us
2: today recycling or at least repurposing we we take all of the flowers And all of the greenery and the floral supplies and the wreaths. And we have several women who make beautiful wreaths, arrangements. And it's great because some of the flowers that come in aren't very good, but there's a good one here and there. And they can make things beautiful out of just... Nothing. Scraps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another one of my favorite things that I saw
0: on the tour was you wash all of the housewares that come in. I mean, that's unheard mm-hmm. of. There's an entire section here that looks like a little kitchen. Mm-hmm. And housewares are washed and cleaned and then put out on the sales floor. And the reason why I love all of this is that we've talked about this on the podcast so many times. We talk about being more mindful of your donations. So doing this on kind of the front end at home. Washing things, making sure that they still work, mending what you can, because most of us are like out of sight, out of mind. That we put everything in a trash bag, somebody else deal with it. And the fact that you all are doing this when you receive the items helps ensure that the item will be purchased in turn, supporting your programming in turn, extending the life of the item and recycling and being more sustainable. And it's 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 just really remarkable. I mean, nobody else is doing this kind of work. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of funny that we're talking
4: about this because in reality, this is how my grandparents lived, you know, and our lives have just changed so quickly because of our world changing and, you know, wanting us to buy more and we're on that train. And then we see something like this and we're blown away by it. And most people, well, people around here are like, that's just normal, you know, like keeping things until they wear out or keeping something and turning like an old shirt into, you know, a cloth. Like that's, my grandparents would, you know, we'd have old t-shirts that you dust with and, you know, just like, I feel like today, in today's world, now you don't dust with an old t-shirt. You have to buy the specific kind of brand, you know, to go along with the spray that you buy and And it's just like old world thinking Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of bringing us back to that. And the whole idea of sustainability is the old world thinking. And it's like, this is how we've got where we are. We just got to back up and kind of do these older things that people have done forever. Especially if we're going to be frugal with our money, kind of like using everything. And then also with our resources, if that's like our goal.
0: Sustainability has become become such a buzzword. Yeah. Yeah. And this is... Sustainability and you know every the the purest sense of of how it's always been. I wanted to mention you know some of the other things that we saw that community members will take home puzzles to make sure that they're all intact.
3: So yeah, we have specific volunteers that own some of these jobs and have done it for a very long time. And one of those jobs is checking every string of Christmas lights and then wrapping them up very neatly, pricing them, and putting them in boxes and it's just one of those things that it it goes above and beyond what they would need to do but they want to do. Mm -hmm. And then we have specific volunteers that all will check clocks and that takes a while because they have to let them hang and, and check them and make sure they're keeping time and whatnot. But But they are something that our customers really do enjoy, and and they do sell.
4: I just realized that we forgot to walk back into the area where there's plants, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me more about that? I remember I was here in March, so there wasn't anything happening yet. But Joanna was telling me that you sell live plants, correct?
2: We do sell live plants. And the, the other beautiful thing is we have volunteers who bring those in, or they start. Yeah. We have someone who loves violets. They bring those. Or they? I just put out today twelve new baby <laughs> plants of some sort. I sound like <laughs> Mia. <laughs> yeah. Well, people love to share, and it, it's also just a sense of a responsibility to share with the things that you have in Mm -hmm. excess of Mm -hmm. plant
4: people love to share because they want other people to experience that same plant that joy yes and it's so easy to like make little starts for the people that do have a green thumb
0: if somebody was interested in volunteering how would they go about that
3: we do have an application form on our website that they can go to um, or they can stop in here and we have a, a form for them to fill out that's the very first step and then from there, we look at what their what their interests are, uh, what our needs are here, and and what days they're available, and what days we have a need. So there's kind of a you know we have to kind of play this little game and, and match it all up. And um, we do a reference check, and usually bring them in for an interview, and then um, from there we get them we get them started.
0: So I know you mentioned you have about 300 kind of in rotation. How many do you usually have on staff? At any given day
3: um i would say 20 but a big day when we have our quilters here we have a you know the quilt room would be full we could have up to 40.
0: we were talking while on tour that you have a big holiday event around thanksgiving where you save a lot of the holiday donations and you have a big bash and bring them out that time of year are there any other special events or promotions or initiatives that the shop regularly organizes or hosts Other than that one?
2: We actually have several. Every month we have a first Friday sale. So it's 25% off your purchase every first Friday. We have periodic sales of items if we get a lot in. Mm -hmm. So right now we have globes and maps, which I love. Um, Me too. And we've been collecting them for a bit. But sometimes somebody will have a collection of something that they donate. And it's so beautiful to highlight them and, and quite frankly, honor their collections mm-hmm. and then sell them to people who really want them.
4: So I noticed in the front that you have a space with a bunch of really unique items that may be expensive or may be expensive to somebody because they're just so different or old And that you said you have a silent auction for them. So instead of pricing them and making them like $100... You let everybody kind of pick their own price silently through auction. Can you tell us more about that? Yes,
3: I believe it started when the store opened. Edna wrestler, which was the co-founder, um, started this and it has always been something that we've done. However, I know with our other MCC thrift stores throughout the country that they also do they also do this, but maybe in a different format than what we than what we do it
2: and we get some great stuff
3: yeah um some really really
2: great stuff and so like i said to honor those donations we sort of let the market yeah determine the price and people love it because they're they're high quality items Right,
4: right or at
2: least unique
4: right yeah i saw um Like a name brand purse in there. And then like a really fancy clock. Antiques. Yeah, antiques, like old-fashioned dolls. So it's just... It seems like a, a fun way, and then you never know what you're going to find. And then you also know, like, it's going to be fun stuff if you're putting in the case, uh-huh. you know?
2: And sometimes it gets a little heated Uh-oh. at the end. No, I Because bet. it ends at a certain time. Uh-huh. Today, so in people, fact. Will they all come in, like, if they if they care? If they're interested, uh-huh. they'll be milling around.
0: So they actually come in and handwrite their, their price in a notebook that's placed on the display case, correct? So, like... What happens if two people So
2: sometimes it gets, like, sometimes there are items which multiple people want. Yeah. So what we do at that point is we have everybody write down their bid, the highest bid they're willing to pay secretly. Mm -hmm. um, And then we turn them all over at the same time. And whoever has the highest bid is the winner, and they pay that amount. So you shouldn't bid... Hundred thousand dollars,
4: right? Right,
2: you yeah. should bid what you're willing to pay. Mm-hmm.
4: Wow, I want to come and watch this happen. I mean, it's gonna to happen today, she said. What time? What, what, five? five oh, okay. what, what's the um, most, what's the highest priced item you guys have sold that you can remember?
2: We've sold some Millersburg glass for uh, several thousand.
4: Wow. It from the case, people writing the silent auction. Wow. Okay. Can you remember the the neatest thing you've ever found here, from your own opinion? Like, what's the just the coolest thing you've ever seen come through, or like something famous that's come through? Like, what we were talking to Goodwill once, and a Dolly painting came through on one of, a one Dolly. Of, yes. Oh. Yes. And then um, we were like, so shocked. we have
2: some really great paintings. That's mm-hmm. true, and some great jewelry. Oh, yeah. jewelry is probably yeah, it's- Jill's specialty. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, right. I feel like she's like us. I like know, like I know.
0: <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your pricing strategy for average items that go on the sales floor, not the, the uh, silent option items, but uh, is there like a guide that you follow?
2: The clothing has a, a very distinct guide and most of the items are $4 if they're name brand items. And then $3 for the non-NAM brand. But each department has a folder that shows general price guidelines for most items. And then there's also the volunteers ask us or people that they think would be more
3: knowledgeable. And plus we look a lot up.
4: Mm -hmm. Have your prices been the same for a while or have you had to increase your prices?
3: Our clothing prices have been the same for... At least 8 to 10 years, we haven't had a price increase in clothing. Wow. Um, and also in our housewares, we really try to keep the prices low. And we're able to do that because we do have a volume and we want to move it out. Mm-hmm. And so that's our way of being able to move it out and share it. Do you do anything online? I know you mentioned books.
1: Yeah. We have an Amazon store for mm-hmm. the books. Uh, we also have an eBay, uh, a small eBay presence uh, where we put some things online mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm.
0: But, but nothing else. Nothing else. But me. most of the good stuff is yeah. in the store. Yeah, you have to come visit
4: us.
3: Yeah,
0: to to I <laughs> love it <even> so happy. <laughs> <laughs> old, the old way. Is there anything that you don't accept as far as donations?
3: There are just a few things, but we really we really take almost everything and we really appreciate when it's in good condition and clean. And usable, so someone else can use it. Um, A few things that we're not able to take would be tires, used curtain rods, mattresses, infant car seats Mm -hmm. um, for safety reasons. And uh, televisions, we only take flat screen, you know, if they're the older televisions, those type of things. But by and large, we take, you know, crafts, clothing, fabric, furniture, garden tools, jewelry, toys. You know, it's just almost everything. We also don't take construction type material.
4: I notice you take egg cartons and Mm -hmm. I guess it's a big seller. I would never take egg cartons to other places. They'd probably throw them away. But here you actually use them and sell them what are other kind of random things that maybe
3: other places may not take
0: but also please tell people why yeah 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 Yeah.
3: (laughs) well this is kind of a a rural farming community so we have lots of people that farming that have chickens and they need egg cartons so you know they'll come in and, and take every all the egg cartons that we have and we sell them for 60 cents a dozen another item that's very hot especially in the summertime is canning jars oh and we can't keep them in stock people are constantly coming to the back where we process them and clean them and want to know do you have any canning jars and so that would be an item that that goes very quickly wow that's cool
0: this is really helpful i'm going to start saving some of my donations i mean i know you all are about 40 minutes to an hour away from us but I love saving some of my special donations for special stores that do a lot in the community. So, we're going to make a point to come out here like maybe four times a year. We try to do like every quarter, kind of go and expand our thrift route. So, I'll definitely be saving a lot of my better donations. And it's good to hear like what's hot, you know, during seasonal items. Uh, I know, Shannon, you have a lot of canning jars. Mm-hmm. You've gone through that phase before. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> is there anything about your stores or your mission you know the work that you're doing the people you're serving that you want to talk about that we haven't mentioned
1: one other thing that i thought of is that we also partner with churches with doing a voucher program so like if churches know people families in need part of our local giving back to the community is we will cover half of expenses like the, the church covers half we cover half and that's been a a Mostly used, uh, there's an open arms ministry, Hispanic ministries, that they use that quite a bit for families coming into the area that Mm -hmm. don't really have anything. Uh, So that's one of the programs that we do.
0: And we also ran into a woman who creates little bags out of fabric and you use those for school supplies and... um, Relief kits. Hygiene kits and relief kits. kits. Mm -hmm. Just another way that the community comes together. Mm -hmm. I mean she doesn't have to do that, you know? And mm-hmm. she said she's made like 700 bags just because yeah. she wants to help. That's really, mm-hmm. that's incredible.
1: Early on, you mentioned, or you asked about like what our mission was. And, uh, I think Cindy mentioned too, just about the volunteers and finding purpose. And that's actually another significant part of our mission is not just money that we raise, but also providing a place where people can give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether it's, yeah, making the kits at home or coming in and volunteering, that's a, that was a pretty big part of uh, why they put this together.
0: And one of the things that stuck with me the most is the puzzles. I love puzzles. And I will pull off into a corner at the thrift store and start counting. And the fact that you do that before they hit the sales floor is like, made for me.
2: <laughs>
0: I've actually even posted about this on my social media. Like, I will stand in a corner and count 100 to
2: 250-piece puzzles. Set the limit?
0: <laughs> yeah, I won't do more than 250. <laughs> I won't do the 500s. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's and, and back to your point about purpose, like, I know there are a lot of people that, I forget who mentioned it on our tour, that they can't really leave their homes and they need something to do, and that's just the perfect... You know hobby or or activity for someone,
2: yeah, it really is a community center, yeah well, yeah, senior center slash community center. The other thing that I would like to highlight because I'm out in the retail area the most is it's like cheers here, like custo- uh, we don't serve any alcohol <laughs> customers come in and they're they're they just they want to be here, they feel like home it's home, they feel welcomed, they feel they feel love Mm -hmm. and so i've only been here four years but i'm just amazed at how many customers come daily Mm -hmm. or every other day and they're not always buying Mm -hmm. they're here for the love Oh, that's the perfect place
0: to end it. Yeah, oh, my gosh.
4: Yeah, it's so true,
0: though. Oh, I always trust Shannon's judgment when it comes to <laughs> this kind of stuff. I really do. As soon as she told me, I'm like, oh, on it. You don't have to tell me anymore. <laughs> so I'm really thankful for your recommendation and for your time. I know that this was a lot of back and forth. So thank you so much. And I have time before I have to pick up my daughter to go shop. So this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> go
2: shop. Thank, thank you. you. Thank so yes. yep. oh
4: much.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Thanks It's Thrifted podcast. You can find show notes and links mentioned in today's episode at dinasdays.com slash podcast. You can connect with us on Instagram at thanksitsthrifted.pod and at dinasdays on Facebook and TikTok. Tune in for another bonus episode in a few weeks and check back for a full season in December. We'll see you next time.